Welcome to Lafrisian Chronicles, Song of Shadows, a magical audio drama storytelling experience. The show contains swearing, allusions to sexual themes, as well as themes of violence. Thank you, and enjoy this episode of Song of Shadows. Orly stepped toward the feminine figure standing forebodingly near the door. Shelby knocked an arrow and Nyx drew one of her daggers. Kaelin gripped the hilt of his sword instinctively. The figure tilted its head and smirked. Its pale skin almost cracked from the movement. You know more than you should, little girl. Do not call me that. Touchy, touchy. Where are you taking the missing Lafrisians? We won't hurt you, and we won't infiltrate your realm. Just tell us. We wanted you, you know. A Lefrisian on Earth. But not just any Lefrisian. A former queen. A legendary. The Orly Faye Sharp. And you called for us. Didn't you? Orly felt Leslie's eyes on her, and she could sense her shock. But she couldn't look away from the figure. She'd have to deal with that later, when they were safe. Why are you taking Lefrisians? You don't get to know that. Unless you come with me. I'll show you firsthand. My name is Caelan Quillwasp. I am the king of Lafrisia. I demand you tell us where you are taking my citizens and release them, or I will be forced to declare war. Ooh, chills. Very convincing for a second-choice monarch. So, Aurelie, did you give Kaelin the position because you thought he was a good fit? Or because you love him. I've had enough of this. You're stalling because you're outnumbered. You will die here if you choose to fight. Yes. It appears I am outnumbered. Even with my blocker, you have non-magical weapons that could, in fact, harm me greatly. Leaving me for dead. As you did with my companion in New York. So tell us what we want to know and get out. Where's the fun in that? Shelby Greylock. Shelby quickly drew her bow and took aim. How do you know who I am? We know several things. Tell me, Aurelie. Does the king still hold your heart? Or is this human your new toy? 
You must feel awfully guilty. Shut up! I wonder... If given the choice... Who would you choose to protect? Don't you dare hurt them! Something tells me... You're afraid to choose. Tell us what we want to know. Hmm. Perhaps... I... Can help you make the right choice. The figure brought her palms together in front of her chest as they started radiating a black, lightning-filled fog, like a storm in her hands. She smiled, revealing rotted, razor-sharp teeth. She extended her thin arms, one toward Leslie and one toward Kaylin. The electric energy was strong enough to be felt from where Oralee stood, and it was moving fast. Leslie, who stood to Oralee's left, had moved back. She was at least 30 feet from her now. Kaylin was on her right, clear on the other side of the library. The seconds ticked on and Oralee's heart tightened. The concentrated storm darted across the room, heading directly for the two people she cared for most in this world. And she knew she could only shield one. A split-second glance at the figure confirmed they knew it too. This was a game, one that Orly had to play. No time to think, no time to breathe, no time to decide. She let out a scream as her shield rippled away from her body and formed around one of them. hung still. Orly lifted her gaze to meet Kaylin's surprised eyes, her shield gleaming brightly around him. But he didn't move. Nothing did, except Orly. It was familiar. Time had stopped, and once again she was moving through it like magic. Her father's cloak had once had the same effect for her. She examined the frozen still frame of Kaylin his body surrounded in her shield, and the black storm brushing against its borders, unable to penetrate. She allowed herself only a brief moment of relief before her head snapped toward Leslie, who was covering her face with her hands, bracing for the attack. Her eyes were staring directly at Orly, full of hurt. A sob ripped through Orly's chest as she saw the storm's edge had begun to bounce off an invisible force around Leslie as the dark blocker shone from around her neck. Tears poured from Orly's golden eyes as she fell to her knees. She had made a choice. A choice to shield a fae. Someone she knew was capable of shielding himself. But logic had evaded her. She acted on pure instinct, and she hated herself for it. As her knees hit the ground, time resumed. So very interesting. <laughs> Lee, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry. Shit. Your magic will not affect us. Ah. Uh. Correction. My magic will not kill you. But I see it has affected you. Yes. 
I believe it has affected you very much. You're a monster! Not yet. I'm over this! In the blink of an eye, Shelby released her obsidian arrow. The figure made no motion to flee, but instead smiled and kept its mirrored eyes on Aurelie. The arrow hit its mark and the figure was thrown back onto the floor. Quickly, come on! Nyx, Shelby, Dominic, and Pendrake sprinted across the foyer toward the figure. Kaylin, Leslie, and Aurelie remained motionless, shock holding them in place. Orly's chest heaved as she struggled to control her sobs. What the hell? What's it doing? As the others approached the figure, its chest began to rise unnaturally. The sound of breaking bones and tearing flesh echoed in the library. Before they could get close enough to investigate the body, a thick black cloud of magic engulfed the figure. The guard paused, watching the cloud carefully. Moments later, the cloud erupted into a murder of skeletal crows. Wings of bone and blood-curdling squawks filled the foyer as they circled Nyx, Dominic, Shelby, and Pendrick, scratching at their faces and arms. A vicious attack as the bird's blood-soaked talons tore into their flesh. They circled for a moment more, ripping through the arms of the guard before flying out the windows, shattering them as they fled. Shelby attempted to shoot off another arrow into the cloud of birds. Nix and Dominic covered their faces as glass from the window sprayed over them. When the sound of wings disappeared, there was nothing left of the figure, save for a pair of mirrored glasses. Is anyone hurt? A few scratches. Nothing that won't heal. Yeah. I'm alright. Ow. Or I will be, at least. Your chest, Dom. No, it's already healing. I'm okay. Does someone want to tell me what the hell just happened? Uh, Pendrake, have you ever heard of such a thing? Pendrake? Dominic looked toward the frost giant who held their frozen hand against their pale blue throat. A deep red liquid spilled from beneath their palm. It appears... I am hurt. Pendrick's eyes rolled back in their head as they fell forward. No! Ugh, shit, they're heavy. Set them down, quickly. Pendrick! Come on, stay with me! <laughs> I, I'm trying, old friend. Ellie, Ellie, come heal them, please! Orly remained frozen to her spot. Her sobs had softened, but her heart was still racing. Damn it, Ellie, snap out of it! I need you! Please! Oh, right, right, um... Shelby, get me get me some water. A bucket, if you can. On it. Dominic, hold their head in your lap. I need to apply pressure to the wound. Okay. Come on, Pendrake, keep your eyes open. Okay, uh, Pendrake, I, I need you to stay awake, okay? That may be difficult. I know, I know. But you need to talk to me, okay? Dom, I, I need more time. It hit the carotid artery... I can't stop the bleeding. I need enchanted water. Shelby! Hurry! Pendrake, uh, uh, stay awake, okay? Tell me a story. Once upon a time, there was a very smart Rimther. <laughs> um. mm -hmm. That's good, that's good. Keep going, Pendrake. Shelby! They lived alone for quite some time, 
and <laughs> after a while, they... They became very lonely. That's good, Pendrake. Keep going. They lived their life alone, but they were very lucky to die among friends. No, don't say that! Shelby, damn it, hurry! I'm here. Here. Oh, thank you. Here. Orly dipped her hand into the bucket, and within seconds, the foyer was illuminated in a bright golden light as the water was filled with dancing tendrils of magic. Orly removed her hand from the water, gripped the edge of the bucket, and poured it onto Pendrake's neck. The golden liquid flowed onto their skin and filled the gaping wound. A few moments later, the light retreated and the water pooled on the ground under Pendrake's unmoving form. Did it work? I don't know. I don't know. Friend. Pendrake! Are you okay? It doesn't hurt anymore. <sighs> That's a good thing, right? Right? The wound isn't closing, Dom. The water didn't work. So, what now? That's all I can do. No, it can't be. Do something! Save them! You're supposed to be legendary! I'm sorry, Dom. I tried. Try harder! Guess you finally get to be number one, huh? <laughs> Kendrick? Please! No! Thank you for visiting me. <sighs> no! Tom. No! It can't be! Tom, I'm so sorry. Ellie, fix it! Please! I can't, Dominic. I can't. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tom. <laughs> I want to bury them. Of course. Kaelin spoke from his spot on the other side of the foyer. Orly did not turn her head to meet his eyes. They will receive a royal burial, and a crest of honor for their dedication to Lafresia. Dominic nodded before rising from his spot on the floor near Pendrake. His clothes soaked from the pool of water and blood. Shelby, Nix, Kaelin, and Orly assisted him in lifting Pendrake from the floor and carrying them out the front door of their library. Orly tried not to notice that Leslie had not moved from her position and had kept eyes on her, watching Orly's every move. Half an hour later, all of them, including Leslie, who still watched Orly closely, stood around a fresh mound of frozen soil. The sky, a dark gray, opened to allow a slight drizzle of rain to fall onto them. Dominic knelt down, a tear escaping his eye as he set Pendrake's enchanted test paper on the mound and weighed it down with a small rock. Dominic muttered something quietly under his breath before retreating inside the library. Nix and Shelby slowly trailed after him concern etched on their faces. 
before long, Kaylin, Leslie, and Orly were the only ones left standing in the frigid cold air. Kaylin, will you give us a moment, please? Of course. For the first time since that moment in the eye of the storm, Orly met Leslie's eyes. The harsh wind and rain stung Orly's cheeks, but the feeling was nothing compared to how the look on Leslie's face made her feel. Leslie, I... Did you remember? What? Did you remember I was wearing the blocker? Leslie... Answer me! No. You chose him. No, that's not... That's not what happened. Oh, it isn't. Leslie, please. I'm so sorry. He calls you orally. I... He calls you orally. You have never let me use your full name. Let me fix this, please. We can fix this. Do you love me? I'm with you, Leslie. No. Do you love me? I care about you. But you're in love with him! I love you, Elie, so much. But I don't even know you. Not the real you. I know, I know! I've lied and I've kept secrets, but please, give me a chance to fix this. I deserve to be someone's first choice, Elie. I know. I know. Our days were numbered anyway. This is your life, this isn't mine. I left this life. (laughs) But you never left him. Not really. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (sighs) Me too. Leslie closed the gap between them, reached for Orly's face, and cupped it in her hands, her tears blending with the rain that poured down on them both. Orly held Leslie's gaze and watched as her pained eyes scanned her face. Leslie slowly lowered her mouth to Orly's, kissing her gently. Her thumb caressed the side of her face. Orly had shared many kisses with Leslie in the past, but none of them felt like this. None of them had felt so... final. What was that? That was goodbye. Leslie dropped her hands from Orly's face and took a few slow steps backward, as if she was afraid to turn around, knowing that would signal the end. Leslie held her position for a long while, as if she was contemplating her next move very carefully. After a few long seconds, She nodded once at Orly before turning her back and walking into the library, leaving her out in the freezing rain, alone. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen and featured the vocal talents of Nicole Tuttle, Mariah Clausen, Adigail Stewart, Emily Buza, Ace Corsaira, M.L. Earhart, Wes Haas, Kyle Burrow, and Ashley Winfield. 
This episode was sound designed and edited by Catherine Stanley, along with Mariah Clausen, Griffin Coldron, and Megan Peugeot, and featured the music of John Bartman. And I'm Erica Harmon. Want to stay up to date on all things Lafrisian Chronicles? Follow our social media for more information about upcoming episodes at Lafrisia Audio on Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting site and leave a review. Until next time, listeners. <laughs> <laughs>